Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto alarm rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. If you ain't holla at the hook, then you pay too much. If you ain't holla at the hook, then you pay too much. (laughs) But that's what it is. You always say call a spade a spade. If you don't have the potential, then fuck it. Yeah. Oh, shit, I messed up already. Oh, shit, (laughs) sir. They know they're not buried material. Exactly. Oh my God. Podcasting is therapy for me. I mean, I really don't do it for no other reason because I just like being honest and, and telling my truth in hopes that it'll help people be more transparent and honest about what it is they like, what it is they love, what it is they hate. I mean, if we can't be honest with ourselves, then what the fuck are we doing? This is Big Mama's, uh, oh God, one cheek. Look can't watch this. What? The, the, the pocket? Oh, the podcast is already recording, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I had already pushed record when you was doing all of this. Oh, man. Oh. That's why I said put it on the game. The reason we laughing, man, this is an unorthodox introduction. First of all, I want to say, what a world, man. This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, alongside my co-host. Artesia. Where filtering becomes extinct. And today's episode of The Reality Is is brought to you by Spreaker. So listen to the world's trendiest podcast or create your own on Spreaker. This episode is also brought to you by Take Action Apparel and Gear from the brainchild actor, Gabriel Silva to stand up through bullying against bullying through fashion and accessories to let you be you. You can sponsor those guys and help those guys out by visiting www.takeactiongear.com and purchase something to support the cause. So I told Artesia, you know, turn the TV on. We're recording from home today. Uh, we're not in the studio. And I said, hey, turn on the game. You know, like when you're in the studio, it's always something on the TV. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, just turn on the game, something to keep our attention to where if one of our attention gets off and we need to just stay within the moment, we can do that. Mm-hmm. So I put a game on because you don't have to pay attention to a game. You can look at the game. You don't actually have to hear the game. Yeah. Your ass goes to BET and want to put on Martin's Big Mama's House. So that's why the pie, at the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> we both laugh and sounding like 60-year-old smokers. <laughs> so, Yeah. Whatever, it was a funny scene. But um, also, if you're looking for other dope podcasts, because it's my turn to be included in the introduction now. If you're looking for other dope podcasts to listen to, please check out The Quad uh, and Sports Life Talk. They are all under our RMG brand. We also have Shave Versations. They're on vacation right now. so yeah. But be sure to check them out when they come back. Hopefully, they'll be coming back soon. Definitely a good podcast. Uh, with The Quad Podcast, you have Adia, 
um, Ashley Nicole franchise and Frank Minica and what you hear him on our podcast quite a bit all the time um, they pretty much talk about the same type of things that we talk about I think they dive a little bit more deep and in depth with some of the topics yeah there's so, more so like community outreach correct, and stuff correct. like that so it's a little bit more thorough if you want to have some fun if you want to be educated and informed that's a podcast you want to listen to if you want to um, talk about sports or talk about what happened last week in sports you'll check out Sports Life Talk yeah. with uh, Serge Vasa David and KT yeah shout out to KT I see you making moves, homie. Yeah, we finally got your ass to come to the studio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I told you, quality, man. Quality over quantity. And when it comes to doing podcasts, quality is everything. Yes. You also want to check out Shaver Sations, man. I love these guys. Um, they bring a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. It's Darren. Darren. It's Roddy. And Chris. Is it Chris? Chris? Christian. Christian? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, this is a dope podcast because they have so many dynamics to it. Yes. I think you should definitely check them out. They do a lot of debating and banter, but it's so funny. They I have know. a lot of sound effects. The reads um, are amazing. Show. It is very good. Yes. So if you like podcasts like The Read and other stuff like that, then you'll definitely like um, Shape Station, man. So again, all up on the Roberts Media Group, which is a company ran by me and Artesia. So mm-hmm. I think you definitely will like these because we took our time and we try to take our time with picking um, these podcasts to come under the brand. Um, a lot of people People have reached out to us about continuously coming under the brand. Mm-hmm. We will open. It'll be open season for enrollment again in yeah, January. Yeah, we'll be onboarding new podcasts in January. So far, we have two more that will be joining us. Uh, we are very selective two. about... Yeah, two more. See, I didn't even know that. That will be joining us. We are very selective about who we let under the brand because it's, we're not just here to get our name out there we're here to like really give our time and resources to people that we truly believe in and everybody that's under our brand is somebody that we truly truly believe in yeah i I agree see now you sounded like a promo ad i mean i'm just i'm no but that's that's for real (laughs) so you had your photo shoot man i know a lot of people have been watching the um co-host takeover for the weekend and a lot of times people have been popping now normally you'd be like the girl on um, that drake album she's like i need a picture with drake because my instagram dry as fuck <laughs> so now, yeah, it was a little dry, so but that's you're okay. Out here in these streets now, yeah, changing so things. So, what, what was the photo shoot? <laughs> so, a lot of people, like I say, you know, you did the, you're doing the IG, you know, takeover for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have oh, some of your week photos. Now? I, I mean, for the weekend, weekend. Okay. for the weekend. So, I know you may have some more photos that may go out today or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, how does it feel to kind of put yourself in the limelight? Because you always normally shy away from this shit. I know, and I think that was the importance of doing the um, photo shoot because I don't know if anybody watched the video already, but yeah. we did also put a video on um, the reality is IGTV. Yeah. So the purpose of the photo shoot was really just celebrating me um, and all the work that I've put in to myself Mm -hmm. this past year since we've been broken up i've been single and i just took the time that i needed to get myself back in order you know get back to me on some certain things venture off into some new things and i'm loving the outcome so i wanted to do something to celebrate and document that yeah and i i mean you know what it was fun because you had a photographer um shout out to team howard photography out yes, in, uh, my guy, deshaun. deshaun is very very professional yes, and i tell is. people all the time you always can tell the difference between a great photographer and a, a good photographer and a great photographer yeah and, and that, i can't believe it had actually been three years since, since you worked with him yeah since yeah. we shot with each other and i booked the photo shoot because i was like you know what you know how facebook gives you the memories oh, yeah. and so the yeah. last time we shot with him i think was when we were first launching rng yeah. um and it was like a business type photo shoot mm-hmm. so i was like you know what it's been three years and i was like what's coming up i was like oh 
the one year anniversary of us breaking up. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm feeling real good about myself these days. Let me go ahead and do something. Oh, so okay. I reached out to him and we set it up. And when I tell you, he came through. He had me looking like I. Okay. Snatch, this, bitch. This is no shade. <laughs> this is no shade at all. Oh man, you ain't gotta I say that. Taken, it is what it is, man. I have taken pictures with other photographers and I have left the the set feeling like what is wrong like am I missing something yeah. is there something wrong with me like yeah. how come my pictures are not like Looking how like, come what I'm feeling is not translating into the picture yeah but every single shot and, and I told you it was also a lack of effort on previous photographers parts now you may not want to talk about that and I'm not talking about it but it's 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 so many photographers that we have used mm-hmm. that have not put their all into it and it was times that we did photo shoots and I would say hey I ain't feeling that but some of them would feel like it's okay and still do it mm-hmm. I feel like also so too, Deshaun traveled through uh, like a long way. Yes, in the rain to make yeah. this happen. He's, it's he's been a like long a, time friend. Yeah, so. it's been like a storm, and he came out and he made it happen. But I think the thing was too, he transported his light equipment, and the lighting mm-hmm. was right. Yeah, I've know other people who've had this shit and still don't use it. Yeah, so I feel like you got the maximum effort out of your photographer and he pulled the maximum effort out of you yeah and that's what art is yeah he did the damn thing because every single shot that i looked at yesterday i was like who knew honey who yeah. knew and it was your shoot so like i didn't even <laughs> dress up or anything i just came out yeah. to support you and do video for you mm-hmm. and you were like hey we should do one shot together yeah, because I mean, we do the business exactly. and we always need business photos but i fuck with deshaun because you know i always tell people it's hard for men to give other men compliments mm-hmm. and with deshaun it was so simple and easy man he later like when we took that picture together he said yo i'm feeling that yeah he's like he's he showed, like i might put that on my website yeah and he showed it to you and he was like hey hey bro and after me and you were finished he was like i know you're not on the shoot today but he was like you mind if i get a couple of shots of you i could use for my website yeah i was like cool you know he's like you got the shoulders he's like show your arms your tattoos yeah. whatever so it's like i still I, I love that because in a time where niggas act like it's 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 an issue to smile exactly. or speak or check on another dude or like you know i'm gonna tell you how stupid it is with guys you know like being in the gym Mm -hmm. and guys will know this if you have a broad back or you sweating after the gym (laughs) and you're putting on your shirt and you're trying to pull your shirt down in the back but it's hard to do because that bitch is rolled up and you want to turn around and be like hey bro can you help me pull my shirt down but even in my mind when i get ready to ask niggas that i'm like that shit sounds gay as fuck yes i have been programmed so i just struggle or i try to figure out a way to get it down because i don't want to be like hey bro can you come do that and it's not that i don't want to do it i just feel like i can't do it because Mm -hmm. the way somebody may look at me a nigga may be looking at me and like nigga i ain't about to pull this nigga shirt down so you know (laughs) so i appreciate you deshaun for just being a man's man yeah and and and, you know and and set it up the vibe was great the music was great the vibe Mm -hmm. was great it was an amazing time so the last time we did an episode it was just me and spider yeah and i talked about the cancellations and i talked Mm -hmm. about how we got into it you got into it so this is the first time people hearing us on the podcast from for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. And we were supposed to do a, a episode together that week. And that I was I like, nah, it's okay. I'm it still just not didn't work it. out. Yeah. It just didn't work out. Yeah. So we're back now. But the reason I wanted to talk about that incident is because we've gotten to a point in our relationships and our lives with each other to where we literally, if we argue or have a disagreement, it does not last longer than sometimes it don't even last an hour. No. And I would say that's more so because you have really, um, 
taking the initiative to step up. I'm, I'm, always... I'm going to hit this blunt real quick. Okay, I mean, go ahead. You, I mean, that was so much credit. I didn't think you was going to give me that credit, but I sure enough <laughs> appreciate that credit. I appreciate it. You silly, but I've always been one to not hold a grudge. Like I've, you know, if, we, if I get into it with somebody, as long as we can come back to the table, sit down, talk about it, I'm pretty much good to go. You apologize, I apologize, whatever the case may be, we good. Um, back in the day, you would be known to hold out way longer than I would. I was a little bit more arrogant. Yeah, very much so. Um, you know, I feel like I didn't owe nobody shit. Mm-hmm. And my apologies kind of went a little bit like this. Yeah. I'm sorry for how you felt about what I said, mm-hmm. but I ain't sorry for saying like, it. Because I ain't as taking you know, back nothing. I ain't taking back shit I said. So I'm sorry for the way you felt about what I said. Yeah, which was not an apology at all. No. At all. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> so we've grown. You've grown. Um, now he saw the best in me. <laughs> Had to give you a little something for Sunday. Yeah. So now it's like you literally hit me back. If you even if you don't call me, you'll text me. You'll be like, "Hey, you know, I apologize. That was wrong." And we can get back on track. Yeah. Like, it's it's not a big deal. No, that's true. That's true. So I know you have been talking to me about you're moving back into your hood. Mm-hmm. You live in your hood now. Yeah. The one you grew up in. Back in Oak Cliff. And now it's like, as we see, because I'm in a little bit in the area too. So yeah. it's a lot of gentrification going on. Yeah, I was super excited about coming back because I think we talked about it before. I moved out to the suburbs back in the day when I was younger, living in Oak Cliff. Yeah. Where I moved to was a place to go once you, you know, had a little money. You did good for yourself. You yeah. move out to the suburbs. But um, even that has changed now, especially with gentrification, pushing everybody back to, you know, where the suburbs are. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just go back to my hood. I found a spot, dope spot. I really love it. Um, everything's brand new. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go make it work. I'm going to give my kids a little bit of this experience. Because even when you move out to the suburbs, you're thinking that it's going to be like a neighborhood, like the one that you grew up in, minus all the violence. But that's not the case. Nobody ever goes outside. You barely, your your neighbors barely speak to you, whatever the case may be. Nobody's talking. Exactly. It's horrible. So when I came back to the hood, I was like, you know what? We're going to get a taste of what I'm used to. Um, And they get the best of both worlds, kind of like I did when I was growing up so being in this area is mostly um white people it's a good mix though white black Mm -hmm. um i think we have some asians hispanics so it's a good little mix we do these community happy hours and we had one last thursday i didn't realize how many new blacks it was in the area until I went to this happy hour. Them new blacks is some new. The new blacks yeah. are worse than the whites, worse than yes. the Americanized Hispanics. Worse, I mean, worse than anything you could ever possibly imagine. Because I'm sitting at the bar and I'm talking to them. I'm like, okay, you black, I'm black. Like, we good, you know. No. Conversation was totally different. They sounded like. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think, and, and people would say, what is a new black? I tell people all the time. Let's just say you go into inner city school as a black person to talk to them about life. Mm-hmm. If you're the guy that goes in in a suit talking to them with all these big ass words that they may not even know yet, and you're talking like, hey, this is who I am. You need to be like me. You mm-hmm. can be like me, as opposed to the guy who walks in with a t shirt and jeans on, talks about what he's there for, re- makes himself relatable yeah. to them, and talks to them like he's sitting in that living room. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between a new black and a, and a, and a, just a black person, a black yeah. person who knows they have their ear to the street. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. About what's going on in black America. Like, yeah. you can relate to shit. That's what I was going to say. My example for a new black person for, from that night would be the person that told me that they were afraid to walk um, outside of our little cul-de-sac. Yeah. Because they didn't know what to expect, and it's just very hoodish. Because, mind you, with gentrification, it's only pockets yeah. that have been completed. I be seeing white folks, though. White folks are real bold because I've they seen are. white folks walking, and I'm like, nigga, it is not a That's bus stop people, anywhere around here. And this white, this white like, dude had a suit on mindful. and a briefcase. I was like, my nigga, <laughs> you is fucking looking too... Exactly. Uh, but it was so bad, though, during the conversation... So it was a black lady. She was talking about how her GPS, because she hasn't familiarized herself with all the back roads yeah. yet. So she said, oh, my God, my GPS took me somewhere over off of MLK Boulevard. And oh, I swear yeah, to God, yeah. I drove straight into a drug den. This is how bad it is. A drug den. Yeah, she said, I drove straight into a drug That's den. That's a trap house, bitch. Now, wait a minute. The white guy said, no, honey, they call those traps. <laughs> I busted out laughing because I'm like, so this black bitch has to get schooled by a, by a white person. nigga, yeah, about what she should already know. When a black person is being schooled by anything of the culture, <laughs> by a white person, you are so fucking far removed. Yeah, and that's where it's and it's not about saying oh they're not black enough because yeah. you know I don't want to have that thing where you know somebody could come back and be like oh they talking about you're not black enough. It's like no you're black but you are a new black. You mm-hmm. are in that elitist class to where you think you think you know everything and you really don't exactly. know shit because Nothing you know the little all. bubble. It's just kind of like I tell some white people when white people be like why do y'all have to code switch? Mm-hmm. Code switching is really ain't it's nothing but street smarts because exactly. we can come in and talk your lingo and then bring you over here and you're gonna be lost or wondering what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. so we hear your linger on tv all the time that boy it's very few shows that have now come out and they're actually using the terminology in the way we actually talk to people oh, what was yeah. that show we was watching the other day and they was saying oh, nigga and shit um what i was, was like it? what is that that was black was it black lightning black yeah it was black yeah, lightning was and they were saying lightning. nigga and negro but it was another <laughs> negro, show. Please. yeah negro but it was like watching <laughs> that i was just like that's how we fucking talk exactly. i know so many people try to take away and i know we're getting off subject a little bit but people try to take away the way we talk and how we say things like mm-hmm. man why do you say nigga some most of us don't know why we say nigga the reason we do say it though is because we either heard our parents say it or our uncles and uh you know aunts say the shit and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where even in a black home we know the difference between being like what's up my nigga shut up nigga mm-hmm. well, you know when you joning on somebody put that er or when you put the er on, you ER on yeah, it or even a, if you leave a ga but you being disrespectful with that yeah. shit niggas still would be like yo bro don't disrespect Watch me like your that tone. you know what i'm saying <laughs> i done told a couple of guys like i remember one time with my brother you know he was just talking to me he was like you old mark ass bitch and i'm like bro watch your motherfucking time yeah like it's only so much so it doesn't matter what you say it's mm-hmm. how you fucking say it so I think not only is it an adjustment for them, it's also an adjustment for me because this is my first time living around white people. And when I tell you I found out just how nosy white people are Shit. at this happy hour, because they had my routine. And, and I pride myself on being somebody that's not predictable yeah. as far as, like, I keep to myself. Yeah. And so the neighbors were like, oh, we knew somebody was living there, um, but you're just really quiet and, you know, you keep to yourself. But we always see a truck there like 6 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I said, um, and then they said, one lady, she was like, oh, I run in the mornings. I see two little kids come out. I said, yeah, those are my kids. That's their dad <laughs> picking them up for school, dropping them off when he picks them up. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay. And then one lady was like, you wake up pretty early for work. I see your light come on at 6 o'clock. I was like. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that could be good and bad. You know, that's one of the things where if you do have somebody snooping around, white folks will make that oh, phone yeah. call. So I feel pretty I mean, secure, as, as you know. As we already know. You know I just. They probably going to, at some point, I'm pretty sure those white folks will call the police on you for entering your own home. Oh, my God. So just be prepared for that. 
They'll say, oh, I knew her, but when we saw her last, her hair was up. Now yeah, it's oh, down. Oh, yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Because I went say, to the nail that shop. That don't look like her. What was that? I went to the nail shop uh, last week, and the and owner's husband. Tell us apart. <laughs> yeah, the owner's husband was like, oh, you changed your hair. He was like, yeah, keep this one. Keep this one. I like it. But he was like, I almost didn't recognize you when I had it a different way. That's what I'm saying. They, they, they don't see the face. Yeah. And the features of the face. Yeah. They just think we all look alike. You switch your hair one motherfucking time and it's whatever. To the white parents, I saw something on Facebook the other day. They were talking about white parents have been debating on whether to let their children dress up as the Black Panther. Now, I'm I, sorry, I, that shouldn't be a debate. I personally feel like they shouldn't have to debate either. They should just allow them ki- their kids to dress like the Black Panther. I don't think they should allow their kids to dress like the Black Panther. Why, when all black kids have been dressing like Spider-Man and Superman That's all these years? because we didn't ever have years? no other choice. Now we got Black Panther. Let us have Black Panther. Stick with Frozen, stick with Superman, Batman, whatever. We got Black Panther. So then what if they come back and be like, well, y'all can't wear none of these other ones. So girls and guys supposed to wear the Black Panther? I just don't think that, yeah. This is the thing that trips me out. (laughs) We about to get off subject a little bit, but this is the thing that trips me out about black people. I'm a black person. I've been, you know, I can be a hypocrite about this too. We always call some kind of bullshit on white folks, but we got some bullshit too. Oh, I know we do. I know I'm full of it right now by saying that. It's just like, I remember, it's just like times I've been in cars with black people. I won't say who the person was and who the people I've been in the cars with, Mm -hmm. but I've been in cars with people and they'll be like, man, get your white ass out the way. And I'm like, Bro, but if they were in the other car and you heard them but say... But you know they doing it, too. They are doing it. But it's like, it's one of those things to where it goes back to me with racism and shit. That shit ain't going away. No, it's not. There's nothing not. you can fucking do about it. We all I don't have think our own individual prejudices. Prejudices and stereotypes. Exactly. Very true. I don't know, because, you know, people like to try and put racism on black people yeah, so no. easily. Even our own ignorant ass, some of us black people like to put racism on their own people. And it's like, no, motherfucker, we cannot systemically oppress anybody. But we can have our stereotypes and our prejudices. Yeah. Because I know that I have some. Yeah, and I would expect everybody else to have some. We all have them. You know what I'm so saying? And you lying if you say you don't. But the thing about it is, I think it's about knowing you have those and then still being okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I have them because, like I said, I don't think that I think Black Panther is ours. We should have that. I mean, when I shop for my kids, but if kids, we start going tit for tat on what's no, ours, I know we're that. gonna have a we're gonna first of all we're gonna have a lot more shit that's ours than people have told us that is ours. Of course, that's quite one. naturally because half then, this shit is ours. Exactly, and I mean, some would say all of it because it wouldn't be here if mm-hmm. they didn't get the agriculture keys from Africa. Mm-hmm. But that's another story. But the point of the matter is, like I said, I think we just, let the motherfuckers wear that shit. A white kid just we basking always in blackness. People do no, no, no. Stuff. We are always doing we that. Always. I feel like the the rap game is fu- definitely being punished right now because of it with the little pumps and the Takashi six nines and shit. <laughs> like I do get that. Some of the shit is it, we it, yeah, it's not being handled correctly. Exactly. But do we keep everything for ourselves? Have we been able to keep anything for ourselves? Is the question. Okay, I'm just bringing it up, trying to see where we're going with that. I mean. I do think it, I mean when it comes to kids I say let your kids I know because the kids don't care the kids they, don't care they don't yeah. they have they don't have this ignorance that adults have so mm. that's why I'm saying let them have that because they're kids now parents I don't want to see no grown ass white man wearing yeah. no Black Panther suit that I do not but I can see little Bobby and Johnny wearing that shit little Bobby and Johnny he's just gonna look like another little little black kid until he takes the shit off mm, then it's gonna yeah. look like Spider-Man wearing a Black only Panther only because suit. they're kids but some stuff just We gotta keep it off the kids man <laughs> Let the kids have that shit Alright man you listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Alright 
Copa, Copa Divino Cabernet mm-hmm. Savion. So you was talking about Copa, and you said this is a guy who was on Shark Tank. Yeah, he was on Shark Tank. Um, he tried to go. He was already making the little reusable individual size yeah. cups of wine. And he went on Shark Tank to try to, you know, get some more cash for capital. And they felt like he was asking for too much money. Yeah. So he ended up walking away. But now he's like one of the most successful um, people that has ever appeared, appeared on, on Shark, Shark Tank. Tank. That's Copa Wine. Try that out, y'all. C-O-P-A. Copa Divino. I brought that over to it's you It's for people yesterday. like me that like to uh, drink, drink on the on go. The go. <laughs> Police. No, not like while I'm driving. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just get you something to go and then you got it wherever you're Exactly. At. It made me think of when you talked to me about this because yesterday when I came to the photo shoot, you was like, hey, pick me up some champagne. They didn't have champagne, but I've seen you drink those before. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I'm going to get you two of these Copa wines and I'm going to bring them on out there. And it made me think about the first time that I drink wine. And I remember I came to Dallas with my um, old friend Derek at the time. We came to see one of these girls he was dating. And, Always been. And we came Riding up, out for these hoes. And we came <laughs> <laughs> and we came up here and one of his homegirls was giving us some wine and I, it, the first time I had wine it was box wine mm. so when I tasted that wine I was like okay it was kind of sweet so I was like this is cool oh okay so all I knew is it was red mm-hmm so when I started dating my girlfriend a little bit later when I actually moved here, mm-hmm. I remember when we bought wine, I just remember buying the wine. So I would always get like white Zinfandel or some red Zinfandel or whatever. Oh, the baby stuff. Yeah. So I, w- I was a baby. I was 20 yeah. something. So I remember getting those wines or any kind of red wine and I would put Kool-Aid in it. Like Kool-Aid. some fruit, like fruit punch, not Kool Aid, but like fruit punch, like fruit the fruit punch. punch. Yeah, I'll put like a little bit of fruit punch in there and some ice because I was like this oh, shit. Oh, hood sangria. <laughs> What the hell? Because <laughs> I, could, I could not stand the fucking taste of that shit. Like, I couldn't, but it was like I was trying to grow up before my time. I was oh, like, yo, clearly. I've had this wine. This is pretty dope. So, literally, yeah. she would drink hers with just ice, but I would literally. I hate put, when I see people with I do, ice. I do, and, like, that I do is hate such to see a that pet now. peeve. Your at, mom did that one but you, day. But that's what I'm saying. But at this <laughs> age, and I remember telling my mom that I said, Mom, really? Like, you're going to put ice in it. She was like, I like mine cold. Well, how about you leave yeah, it in the damn chill it, and then, and then, drink, and then you it. drink it. Oh, my gosh. She's still country. She's going to whoop your ass for calling her out like that. I know she is. I'm so sorry. She is going to whoop so your sorry. ass for calling her out like that. Because even when you said it, I was like, oh, shit, let me not talk too bad about people who put ice in this I shit. I know. That's why I said it, because I felt like you was about to get it. But that's <laughs> the whole thing, man. It was like, I, yeah, I don't like that. At this age, I feel like you should know how to drink wine. Yeah. If you want it chilled, get you a chiller. If you don't have a chiller, just put it in the refrigerator for a few hours, take it out, and drink it. I personally like all my wine. If it's red wine, I like all all of it to be room temperature. Yeah, me too. Now that's, I can drink it chill. Yeah, I can drink it chilled if it's like a Riesling or something like that. Mm-hmm. But or a Chardonnay. But I'm not drinking. Yeah, I know I'm not I have ice in my wine. I haven't always liked wine. I can't remember. I don't. I don't know what I drank. I think in the beginning, what was that? Was that Drake that came out and then everybody started drinking Moscato? Oh, Moscato, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I just was like, no. Moscato was always too sweet for me. Yeah, that's not for me. But I don't think wine should be that goddamn sweet. Somewhere along the line, I just fell in love with like the red, like the super dry wine. Yeah. Most people don't like them, but uh-huh. I love it. But go definitely go check out the Copa, uh, C-O-P-A, Copa Divino. Check mm-hmm. that out. Um, I was listening. You told me, I don't know the name of the podcast, but you hit me up either this week or last week and you were telling me to listen to this particular podcast Mm -hmm. but you told me to listen to it because um, I think it was an entrepreneur. Yeah, it was they an talk entrepreneurship, about entrepreneurship. And you were just saying, hey, a lot of the things that you, you know, oh, had yeah. issues that with. That was my leak podcast. Yeah, who? What, what's my leak till. 
Okay. Yeah. So you tell me to listen to that. And when I listen to it, I listen to it and I listen past that segment mm-hmm. to where they got to a point of talking about continuous dating. And it was interesting to me because the way she described or the way I felt like she described continuous dating was like if me and you got out of our relationship and mm-hmm. we both went right back into dating people and could possibly already be in eight month relationships after being broken up a year. Yeah. And I was like, to me, that's dangerous because I was like, how do you take the time out for yourself to exactly. say, hey, I'm resetting myself mm-hmm. from this old person to be with somebody new mm-hmm. or prepare myself for whoever the future sees fit to put me with. Yeah, I, I've always thought that that was dangerous. I also think, I mean, when I hear people talk about it, I think it depends on the person too. Yeah. Like for me, um, in the past, I can say I haven't just jumped back into a relationship, but I have had situations where I was hanging out with somebody. Yeah. So I was I was continuously spending time with the same person or whatever yeah. after a relationship. This time it was more important for me to take time to myself to really get past some of the, you know, like we were together for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I had a heartbreak period. Yeah. Then I went through um, my self-evaluation period just wanting to like really work some shit out. So the next time I date, yeah. you know, now, like I said, I'm back on the market. So yeah. I need to be prepared. Yeah. So, it, it, but when she said that, I just thought it was funny because she talked about it and she was like, the way I looked at it was I would be in a relationship with a guy after I broke up with him, I would be by myself for so long. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I kind of thought to myself, you could be dating or figuring out who else you could have been with by continuously dating these guys while you put yourself or taking yourself off the market mm-hmm. and you've wasted a year or two of your life of not, you know, really going after and mm-hmm. seeing what's out there for you. So I understood her perspective yeah. and her approach on it, but at the same time, I was just like, there's no way. I mean, you're going to be bouncing off people like rebounding and rebounding mm-hmm. and you're making several rebound people, which you could be hurting somebody. Exactly. You could be setting people up for failure. You could be setting yourself up for failure or harm mm-hmm. by getting into something acting as if you're ready to be with somebody when you're not yeah. now if you're and just you could dating, potentially lose the person that you were meant to be with yeah. had you because, yeah because you're not ready giving yourself the right amount of time yeah so i just thought that was uh definitely weird when she was talking about continuous dating i don't think that's something that to me is healthy but i don't judge other people for doing whatever, hey, whatever they see works fit. for you exactly <laughs> and it works for some people mm-hmm. but i think it's crazy but it also made me when i when i read that it made me think about um, when my aunt was in town, we were kind of talking about marriage and dating. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've voiced my opinion several times on having at this point in my life, I am more so ready. Like if I have a kid, I wouldn't be so. So if you had a pregnancy scare, you wouldn't be like, oh, I wouldn't be as scared as I used to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But only thing that probably would scare me is who I'm doing that with. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like but this. I wouldn't be as scared as I used to be about being like, damn, I'm about to bring another child into this life and mm-hmm. into this world. Am I ready? I definitely feel like I'm ready. I mean, I have so much love for all the kids that are in my life through mm-hmm. friends and family. So it's just one of those things to where I feel like, you know, I'm getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? I want that shit for myself, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I would like it to be with someone that I could care for and that would truly care for me and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But it made me, like I said, get back to it. It made me think about this continuous dating thing. And I was talking to my aunt and she She's been married for years mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I forgot how I said it um, about how did they last? I was like, how did y'all last this long? Yeah. And she can begin to tell me. And one of the things that stood out to me was she was like, I'm, I'm not in love with my husband at this time. Mm-hmm. She's like, it doesn't mean I don't love him, mm-hmm. but I'm not in love with him. She's like, everybody's not, doesn't fall in love multiple times in life. Yeah. And I thought about it and I was like, that's true because I've only been in love one time in my life mm-hmm. and I've loved all the other women that I've been with and I've cared about them. But it's like to be in love. I think that's a whole nother connection. Yeah, it is. But I've the, only been in love twice. Yeah. And 
And each time it was a different kind of a, a feeling. Yeah. But I think a lot of people won't. And I, I'll even put this on myself. I think sometimes people block themselves from falling in love. Because you want it the same exact way same, as you've had it before. Exactly. But it's and, different. And I've been that kind of way to where it's like, I'm like, oh, I know what love feels like. Yeah. I've been in love before and I know what it's supposed to feel like. But yeah, that's what it was supposed to feel like with that person. Exactly. You don't know what it's supposed to be, which is why I feel Look like it's. you, making listen, all these strides. But what I'm saying is, though, you won't, but you don't know that if you don't take time apart from exactly. whoever you just got from mm-hmm. if you keep going from one to one to one in continuous dating how do you ever get to separate the that process. and understand that shit about yourself it's not about understanding other people sometimes mm-hmm. it's literally understanding where are you at in your own mind and in your own heart about dating mm-hmm. i've been in so many different stages of dating to where and and i know men can listen to this and literally probably understand what i'm saying when i say you've been in your head to where you're like i love this woman Mm-hmm. My mind connects with her. I love this woman. My heart connects with her, but my dick is still wayward. Mm-hmm. And then you have some words like your dick is committed to this person. Your heart is committed to this person, but your mind is wondering what if. Mm-hmm. Then you may have that time where your, your 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 dick is committed and your mind is committed, but your heart is with somebody else. And that's why I say it's so important to take those times to yourself mm-hmm. to where you can find out which one of combination, which one of those combinations are you, mm-hmm. because it'll better it'll let you know who you are. Yeah. Now I'm at this point where it's like my mind is ready. Mm-hmm. My penis is damn near getting there, but my heart is, you know, I'm not dating or with anybody, so it hasn't found something or someone to connect with, mm-hmm. but it's like, you got to know yourself. Yeah. It's important to know yourself. So you sent something to me this week and you were talking about really just acknowledging where we are in mm-hmm. the business and you also wanted, you You were telling me how you was like, hey, we've been helping so many people over the last two years since we were getting this business and stuff together. And we've lost focus on what it is we wanted to do mm-hmm. as a business and what we wanted to do as a podcast. And you came back to me and wanted to talk more about like just really bossing up. What did you mean by that? Yeah, because I mean, we've had quite a few situations where we um, tried to help people and it didn't turn out the way that we thought it was going to turn out. Uh, we've started with people that are no longer here with us right now. And I think one of the things that happened, like, after the most recent incident, it was like, you know what? We got to keep doing what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Keep bossing up. Keep leveling up. Because the work ethic is not the problem. Like, we've all. always been on point with that. But I think at a certain point, we got so caught up in trying to make sure everybody came with us and yep. trying to cater to everybody else's uh, everybody else's needs outside of our own and it really just became overwhelming and so I think for both of us the past few weeks have been kind of like getting back to the root of what it is that we really set out to do Mm -hmm. and just being in that stage and this moment feels great because now it's like we have a renewed focus a renewed sense of energy and it's easy exactly it's easy betting on yourself because Mm -hmm. you know that yourself is going to deliver yeah you're going to do whatever it takes you're not sitting up waiting on somebody to get something to you in order to get something else done Mm -mm. you you're going to take care of it yourself and make the shit happen it's guaranteed to happen exactly and that's not to say that we we still aren't here to help other people but i think we can't help anybody else unless we help ourselves first and that's one of those things that we had gotten away from that yep and honestly we can't help you if you don't want to help yourself Mm -hmm. so we could tell you all the game in the world we could sell you all the game in the world we could you could pay for all the game in the world but if you don't implement that shit correctly because you didn't listen Mm -hmm. you're fucked anyway yeah Pretty much. So it's just basically going back to the drawing board and taking what we need to do to get to the next level. And a lot of you, y'all going to be seeing a lot more pictures, man. That's a part of getting back to both of us, getting back to ourselves, getting Mm -hmm. back to what it is we do. I feel like we have a brand that with the proper packaging and labeling, it's it's. 
it's attainable. And I think for me, it's it it feels really good because I've always been behind the scenes. That's pretty much where I like to to stay. But um, I've gotten more so into it. Like you know what, I am putting this dope shit together. I yeah. am making these connections happen. Yeah. Like I'm doing all of this shit. Yeah. So I need to, as you say, ride my own dick. You got to because, <laughs> and and it's so crazy, which is why I was glad that you did or decided to do the photo shoot too because. So many times people will come to me as if I'm putting all this shit together because normally it's my face out there. Mm -hmm. And I try to tell people, I'm like, bro, homegirl, whoever you are, a lot of this shit, most of this shit wouldn't be happening mm -hmm. if she was not the one putting it together. Yeah. Out of all the people who have dropped the ball in, in this whole business and entrepreneurship and what we've been building, you've never dropped the ball in the things that you've dedicated yourself to. Mm -hmm. Like you, now, you weren't a great photographer. But, but that wasn't know, my role. But listen, that wasn't your lane. <laughs> that was right. you whoa, trying, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was hey, trying hey, to help hey, you hey, out. Hey, but hey, yeah. hey, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to give you some props here. <laughs> Go ahead. And you trying to protect yourself. <laughs> You ain't got to be on the defense. I'm not trying to attack you. I'm just saying you weren't a great camera woman, mm -hmm. but that's not where you had a passion at. Mm -hmm. But anytime I came to you about, hey, this is an idea I want for an event, yeah. you executed it. Some things may have been late, but it was never late on your part. It was late on getting a response back from the mm -hmm. PR or whatever the case may be. But you always delivered when you finally decided to step into the shoes of being a co-host of this podcast, a growing podcast, mm -hmm. you executed, you, you stumbled a little bit, but once you really dedicated yourself to the microphone yeah. and understanding what that entails and what you'd have to talk about and what you'd have to, you know, divulge to the podcast listeners, you executed. That was like the hardest part. Yeah. Cause I'm but you so, can't make yeah. people believe in you if you're not willing to give them something. I know. And then you got to think about it. Like, I think I told you one time when you was like, oh, no, I, I don't want to use my thumbprint to log into whatever. And I'm like, the government already has I mean, your they social already security. Have my shit. But it, like you said, it was <laughs> a, a sense of security to feel like you're fighting against just giving them yeah. everything. But sometimes you just got to let that shit happen. Man. Yeah, all my shit is in the system. I had to go get fingerprinted when I was a flight attendant. Yeah. Like, so it's, they it's have all, it. That's what I'm saying. It's but all it's just something about giving them permission. Like, when they get, send you the thing and say, mm -hmm. do you approve of these? privacy and whatever policies and procedures no i don't approve and yeah. if i don't get to use the service then so what fuck it i don't yeah. get to use it well i don't think i'm important enough <laughs> for them to be scamming <laughs> but anyways also with the whole bossing up thing i've been spending the past month mm -hmm. getting us ready for this la trip which i'm so excited I'm about so excited. we leave next week we yeah. will be in la um but just really working with some of the brands and the PR agencies out there yeah. and just really not being afraid to ask for who it is that we want to interview, who yeah. it is that we want to sit down and talk to. Yeah. And if we want to sit down and talk and to even them in not, person. And, and that's what I was going to, even if it's not an interview, even if it's just linking up to them exactly. with them to talk about business some other kind of way. And do you not understand like how good I felt with all the responses that I've been receiving? I even hit you up last week and I was like, you know what? I know I always talk about moving when the kids graduate or whatever, mm -hmm. but it might be a thing where you need to go ahead and get Get, get us a going out in LA and then I'll come later on or still run it down here or whatever yeah. because it just seems so much easier to set stuff up there yeah. like I literally reached out to maybe like a handful of people yeah. and those people referred me to other people yeah. those people referred me to other people so now we got our whole trip lined up but this is what I want to tell people before I even say this and I'll if it's okay for me to say it because I think it's about a teaching moment and I think if people really follow the pod for the for those who do follow the podcast and have seen the growth I think it's important to 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 mention what it is that we're doing 
because it also lets people know that they can do it too. Mm-hmm. Like if anybody who knows me, we just I'm, we just two regular motherfuckers. Exactly. We just two regular motherfuckers that if a photographer is great at what he does and the light hits us right, we look like more than what we are. Mm-hmm. That's literally what the fuck it is. Yeah. So you've been talking to people's PR people of like Hill Harper. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the cat, the tattoo girl name? Uh, Lisa. Well, you got Lisa Ray, Lisa Ray, uh, cat tat cat from tat. black and crew, Chicago. You got a, we got an ex NFL player. Well, we'll talk more about that later on that mm-hmm. we'll be working with. Out and there. shout out to, uh, Arena. Shout out to Arena Ferguson yes. and Jason Ferguson. Uh, like yeah. super connect, super connected. Yes. We appreciate you guys. Love it. And had no problem. Like, Arena has been on it. Like, I feel that like. That crab and a barrel mentality does not live here. No. That may be the name of the podcast. The crab, or barrel, the crab or the barrel mentality does not live here. Jason hit me up. He was like, hey, any way I can help you out, let yeah. me know. When I reached out to him, they made it happen. So, I love it. And like you said, you would come back to me and you was like, hey, you know how hard it is for us to do stuff. And we talk about that all the time, about how hard it is to do business here Mm -hmm. in Dallas. But when we're in L.A. or California or New York or wherever else we go, Mm -hmm. it is not this hard. No. It also lets us know we have a dope brand. Mm -hmm. We just in this motherfucking red state of Texas. And when I'm sending emails out, they are like instantly contacting us back and they're like, oh, we love what you're doing. Let let me see what we can do. And then they get back and it's like, okay, it's done. And people always come to us and be like, how do y'all get these people to do? what professionalism Mm -hmm. professionalism professionalism Mm -hmm. that means having a great website having a great uh layout on your social media Mm -hmm. you know and being consistent yes and and even when people tell you hey they don't like your content or this is not what they like people tell me that shit all the time but i keep fucking doing it because like i heard on a logic mixtape the other day Mm -hmm. or he he just had like a little snippet playing from some professor Mm -hmm. and a professor was like people he was like find out what it is you love to do and do it but there's going to be people who like that mm-hmm. it's a lane for everybody exactly. it's when you try to get in everybody else's lane that you start wondering why don't we have this certain following because mm-hmm. you're trying to be like somebody else yeah. but if you create your lane and create doing what you do what is it seven billion people in this country mm-hmm. i mean in this world it's people it's more than just you here yeah you know what i'm saying so yep. continuously be who the fuck you are i'm excited about these interviews mm-hmm. i'm excited about the uh videographer shout out to dev the drummer yes i'm excited about just getting video and content yes and a I'm whole nother city man see LeBron play. oh yeah i am excited about that <laughs> i'm excited about that i haven't even talked about my birthday much because it's like the older i get it does, i'm not gonna say it doesn't mean anything but i just don't worry I don't about care. it i, I just want to years old celebrate i want to fucking work you asked me you was like what you gonna do this year with your birthday i want to work wherever i'm going wherever we going wherever we gonna oh, do and i got you make working. sure it's work like we're we, we probably gonna have to extend the yeah day. you did say two days i was like shit so it's gonna be two. I'm, you said I, but i'm you excited to work i'm excited about that i'm gonna put you to work i'm excited about that because like I said I'm really starting to believe in myself mm, that's it's, so crazy it, it is people crazy. would look at you and be like oh. he's always believed yeah. no no um, shout out to Love Raps um, she I, I talked to her today she's Love Raps on Instagram mm-hmm. and we had a meeting this week and she was talking to me about the depressed the uh, depression clip I put out mm-hmm. and she was like I would have never looked at you and thought of depression and I was like that's the point and I was like for me to be honest with people and for me to have a podcast I have to be honest with them exactly. I have to give them something to 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 make them believe what I'm saying is believable mm-hmm. 
So for me to come out like that, that's not me acting. I'm not a fucking actor. That was just me saying, hey, I'm depressed. This shit be rough right now. And yeah. I'm glad I did because so many guys that I know and so many guys that I don't know hit me up and was like, bro, that's real shit. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with black men, we don't show nothing. Yeah. We just deal with that shit. Well, it's also a part of how, it, you know, we were raised. That's what I'm saying. Especially but that's not, the, that, that's the not healthy, especially mm-hmm. the men. And nobody's even checking for us. And in the day and time where everybody, you know, women are calling us fuck boys and, mm-hmm. you know, and all this other shit. And a lot of the niggas out here are fuckboys. You know, a lot of us do make bad mistakes, but it's like, you throw the whole man away? <laughs> throw the whole dick away. Just throw the whole shit away. And then not to be funny, when other women start picking that shit up, then it's like, it's a problem. It's a problem. That. So it's yeah. like, we can't win for losing. And not to be funny, with this whole movement of women, whatever, that's great. Mm-hmm. But you also get, you also, good men get swallowed up in that. Mm-hmm. It'd be different if you just hitting the targets that are actually making those mistakes oh, yeah. or the reasons for these bullshit ass hashtags. But like that don't mean black men don't cheat hashtag, even when people are like bullshit. But it's like not all men cheat. No. It's maybe a small majority. Yeah. But you can't lump that small majority into all the fuck shit that most niggas do. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm excited about the interviews. I look forward to them. Like I say, I look forward to the content. Um, thanks for putting this shit together. You know, thanks to everybody who's had a hand in it. Thanks to everybody who continuously supports us. I would like to give a special shout out to, because um, earlier, I don't know if it was this week or last week, yeah. I put out a thing because I reached out to you. I was like, I told you, I'm tired. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, oh, we, were, yeah. we were in like a really bad place where yeah. it was kind of like, you know, we were both kind of burnt out. Yeah. Both ends of the candlestick. So I was like, you know what? We need to try to get some help or mm-hmm. whatever. So I put out the thing and I was like, you know, I need, I think it was, I want to have an assistant. I need a local assistant. Um, somebody that's really about their business, yeah. not just saying, oh, I want to help I and want to do, yeah. do it whenever they feel like yeah. it because that's not going to work. But then I also put out like a marketing PR person. So yeah. we got quite a few responses. Shout out to everybody that sent us emails and that actually took it serious. Some people still DM'd when I said no DMs. What? And that's why you like, never get a job you if just... you don't pay attention. If you don't read. <laughs> exactly. But shout out to everybody that took it serious and uh, to bruh, send an man, email. Education. <laughs> but I wanted to give a special shout out to our the, the person that I picked to be the PR person. Yeah. Secret Bridgewater. Yeah, uh, shout out to her. When I tell you. Another UTA Mavericks alumni. You know what I'm saying? When shout I tell out. you, that girl is on it. Yeah. Like, I love working with people that are just like me in regards to when they say they're going to do something yeah, and have something to you. They have it to you by that time or before. And every time she tells me she's going to have something, it's done. Yeah. No, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's done. So shout out to you. I appreciate you, and I look forward to continuing to build with you. And she's uh, the social secret on Instagram. Exactly. So go on and get that real work put in for you. Also, you gonna tell them about the next event? You probably will read it off better than I do because I have no script for it. <laughs> if you want to take time and look it up on your phone, so and read the next that, you event, which I'm that. super excited about too, because uh, Crystal Garner, she just released the video yeah. but it's saturday october 27th at independent bar and kitchen mm-hmm. it's the third installment of our speakeasy series this one we're talking about all things black entrepreneurship the highs and lows. it's from um 6 to 10 p.m tickets are available on our website yep um if you're on instagram just click the link it's all in the bio and make sure you vote for us yes. for the cosign 2018 magazine awards we uh, for podcast of the year we're mm-hmm. up against some great um, great quality podcasts here in Dallas mm-hmm. um, so if you want to vote it's also the link in the bio you click on that link in the bio of our Instagram the reality is bio once you click that link it's going to be the first icon mm-hmm. you click on that scroll all the way down to podcast of the year and select ours 
The reality is. The reality just is. In case you don't know what you've been listening to these yeah. past. <laughs> and you can vote. And you can vote on multiple platforms. You know, if you if you find a link on Facebook, you can vote there if yeah. you want to. And you can vote every day. And shout out to day. the people that's been hitting me up saying that they voting every and send day. And screenshots showing they vote. Shout yes. out to the people that we don't know who exactly. just started listening to the podcast and still hitting us up saying, "Hey, we voted for you guys. We hope you guys win." Now, why we do want to win? If somebody else wins. Shout out to them and their crew and their group of people and fans mm-hmm. for voting for them. Because for me, I love a healthy competition, but I will never step in the way or dump on another black business or another black podcast. Exactly. So we're going there. We're going to we're going to enjoy the night with some friends and family that'll mm-hmm. be out there. We're gonna love getting dressed up, getting yes. some great photos, having a great time. That's what I'm looking forward to. I I've been looking. And that's for what a we did the last time. Up. The last time we got nominated when we was at Fishbowl. That's all yeah. we did. We came in. You know, we were runner up. We didn't win. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever remembers second, but we still went out there. We had a great time. And the thing about it is to be nominated to be acknowledged I mean that's better than some people who don't exactly and just to be involved with a whole group of awesome people you got content creators you Mm -hmm. got other influencers um, entrepreneur of the year yep it's awesome. So we look forward to that, man. So be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. Also follow us at The Reality Is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can listen to the previous podcast on all streaming platforms. Look, at you, you thought I was about to fuck up, if which you, I, I almost did fuck up. I was about to take it up. Yeah, but if you would like to be a guest <laughs> on the podcast, be sure to email us at info at therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is. Last but not least, be sure to leave us a rating or review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on we do not care if it's a good review we do not care if it's a bad review we just want to hear from you if you have the power or you are in a position of power to employ and empower other people man do that shit mm-hmm. ain't nothing like giving back and helping other people it out feel man. good bringing secret on this week that's what i'm saying employ like, and empower yes. and she's putting out great content yes. man we appreciate you guys artesia thanks for doing the podcast again with me I, as always i appreciate it you getting out of your you know confines of your home to drive over here and do this episode you know, with me it's you know, greatly appreciated like I, didn't even, I didn't even cook you breakfast this morning no so you just i actually over. went out and got breakfast you did for that's what i'm talking about give me that Shmoney. <laughs> so, as always, man, remember to inhale courage to excel success. We'll talk to you guys on next week. And the next couple of episodes that you will be hearing will be for some great people out in LA. Yes. This is about to be lit. You know what? What's that song? I know you don't like that word. In California. Oh, I need to find yeah. that song. That's what it needs to be the outro yeah. for this song. I mean, for this episode. So, yeah. I'm going to find that. I don't know. Who. I got it. It's Good. Fantasia's brother. Oh, it is right. Yeah. Yeah, we gonna, that's what we're going to use for the outro. I like that. <laughs> Most definitely. All right, man. We'll check y'all here she in a little bit. She wants to move to California. <laughs> she must have fucking lost her mind. Four at four. We're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4.
Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.